Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. years ago, and I think for the vast majority of Americans, the answer is no. That is The View. That is Ted Cruz, Senator, Texas, on The View with Whoopi and Alyssa and the whole gang, and somebody in the crowd screaming, hey, F you. Now, if you're somebody on the political right... You are very used to this because this was the scene before, I believe it was before that happened. Cause of, and that is when the federal government spends too much money. Okay. We have seen trillions and trillions of dollars spent by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Just last year, last year, the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues. Most money. This is happening on a live television show. People are screaming and yelling And there's Ted Cruz answering the question while people are trying to talk over him. In history, we've ever taken in. The problem is we spent nearly $7 trillion, and that's what... We do cover climate here, guys. We do cover climate. Ladies, ladies, excuse us. Let us do our job. Let us do our job. We hear what you have to say, but you got to go. If that happened to a Democrat, it would be 24-hour news cycle. Oh, how rude. Oh, those MAGA Republicans. This is every day for someone on the political right. Every single day is this. Every single day, every single event is someone trying to shout over you. Someone trying uh, to intimidate you. Somebody who wants to shut you down at every moment. Ted Cruz is so used to it, he's just talking. But Whoopi's pretty embarrassed about it. And Alyssa Farah doesn't know how to fight. Alyssa Farah Griffin, she was the spokesperson for Penn. She was a spokesperson of the Pentagon. She was an advisor to the White House. She won't do nothing. What a disappointment she is. Megan McCain wouldn't have taken that crap. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is up, Boo Bear? 833-GOT-TONY, that's the number, 833-468-8669. That is the number. The key here, I think the key moment was when Whoopi Goldberg was trying to explain to Ted Cruz that violence only happens from the right. Look at win, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change what... Did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were burning and and police cars were being firebombed? Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. You just accused us of doing something we didn't do. The left doesn't engage in violence is one of the most surreal statements that could possibly have been made. But when you're Whoopi Goldberg, 
You don't know what an Antifa riot is. You don't know when federal officers get surrounded in Portland. You don't know when traffic gets diverted and people get punched in the face. You don't know these crowds who scream punch a Nazi and try and attack anybody who disagrees with them. You don't know all those Black Lives Matter events where it was Antifa engaging in the violence. They were begging people to stop and they wouldn't do it. None of these people are on the political right. Zero. I had yesterday, as I was putting together my show for today, put in my show sheet, which you can get at TonyCats.Locals.com. If you're a subscriber there, you you get access to it every single day. TonyCats.Locals.com. I wrote uh, regarding a, a tweet from Chris Hayes of MSNBC. This is the type of progressive rabble-rousing that is, in my view, going to bring violence to the 2022 elections. That tweet said, I think it's very hard to communicate to the median voter convincingly the chaos that a GOP victory is likely to unleash. And I think a lot of professionals vastly underestimate the tail risk. First of all, the tail risk, I have no idea what he's saying there. But once again, it's another person with platform saying if Republicans win, there's going to be chaos. If Republicans win, there's going to be a problem. I can show you so-called leftist leader after so-called leftist leader, and some of them not so so-called, saying uh, Republicans win, it's, it's, it's the return to fascism. And all of these things lead to violence. You, This party is going to destroy us. This party's a threat to democracy. This person's not human. This person's a Nazi. Remember, it was Antifa screaming, punch a Nazi. This person this, this person that. Oh, the policy's here. Oh, you can't trust them. Oh, they're, they're a danger there. These people are insects over here. The dehumanizing leads to an ease of violence. Because it's easy to attack somebody who you don't think is human. Senator Marco Rubio putting out this morning that last night one of their canvassers wearing a Marco Rubio t-shirt and a Ron DeSantis hat was brutally attacked by four animals, he writes, who told him Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood in Hialeah, Florida. He suffered internal bleeding, a broken jaw, and will need facial reconstructive surgery. The tweet came the day before. The tweet came yesterday. The the information on this Rubio supporter came today. Here you have Senator Ted Cruz getting shouted down by the crowd. F you this and screaming that. Because that's the plan. That is has always been the plan. The call to violence has been ever present from the left. You're not, this is not a conversation about what aboutism. This is a conversation about recognition. You cannot say that the left has not engaged in violence, and you cannot say that they aren't violent. You cannot say the thing. To pretend that it doesn't happen is a lie. We are watching through this election. We are watching through this election. 
the push and desire to increase the violence. It doesn't go back that far. We can't protect anybody. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. That's Representative Maxine Waters calling for violence against people who are associated with then-President Trump. This has been going on for a while. But how absolutely amazing it is. Whoopi Goldberg, I don't know what Antifa riot is. Sure you do. You just want to play stupid. Then again, I've heard your commentaries about the Holocaust. Maybe you're not playing. But good on Ted Cruz for going on the show. You go where you get invited. I had somebody on my Facebook feed the other day, uh, to the extent that I'm still on Facebook. Uh, oh, if, if uh, News Nation, if Chris Cuomo's call, show called, of course, Tony Katz would do it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I discussed it with you guys. I went through some back and forth. The answer is, yeah, I would. Of course I would. I'd give the man no quarter. Of course I would. You go where the conversation is. And so you should. So you should. But when they tell you only the right commits acts of violence, you know they're lying and say so. There should be no acts of violence. Disagreements about politics should not lead to acts of violence. Abusing children could very well be another story. The latest on what's going on in the transgender insanity, it's a story in three parts, plus Joe Biden is supposed to speak at the DNC headquarters. Oh, this ought to be fun. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I give you now a story in three parts. This is a story about the madness of transgenderism. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I speak not of adults. The fact that I may not understand something in terms of how somebody else sees it. The fact that I may discuss something as gender dysphoria, uh, as as put forth by the DSM-5, which is the 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 book used to, in, in talking about diagnoses. Uh, the fact that I would uh, argue strongly against um, gender reassignment surgery. I am not having a conversation about adults. I'm having a conversation about children. Children are different. And allowing children to engage in this kind of surgery is child abuse. We have discussed it. We have said it. I will keep saying it as more and more stories come out discussing this very issue. North Carolina. The Cherokee County Board of Education has forfeit girls' volleyball games against a rival school. They're forfeiting games against Highland schools because Highland school has a transgender athlete, a boy who says they're a girl on the team. The boy playing volleyball against girls spiked the ball, hit one of the actual girls from the other team in the face doing damage. Serious, I've seen the video. It's a little grainy, but I've seen the video. Serious damage was done to this girl because boys 
are stronger than girls. And no amount of screaming and yelling can ever change such a thing. Men are not women and women are not men and boys are not girls and girls are not boys. It doesn't matter what you scream. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how you you yell about your, your leading these kids down a terrible path. Honesty is required. And I have made the decision to stand up for girls in sports and in a host of other places where they are told that they have to be second-class citizens, sit in the back and shut your damn mouths. That is what everybody is saying, especially women who support this transgenderism are telling other women, you have to sit in the back. It's insane. The hatred of women towards women on this subject is through the roof. Maybe that's the wrong way to think about it. Maybe it has nothing to do with women hating women. Maybe it's just an ideological screw-up. You believe in an ideology where children can determine their gender. You tell other girls that they have to just suffer through it. That's a lot of hate. Your ideology leads to hate. Your ideology, therefore, being hateful. So the story goes that this girl gets harmed because this boy says he's a girl, is too strong for the room, And so the team now forfeits and tells these girls playing sports, sorry, you don't get to play anymore against this school. You're the ones who get punished. Instead of telling this boy, you can make any claim you want, you just can't play on the sports team. Regardless of the sport, you can't play. We have rules. We have standards. Nope. They don't do that. They don't do that. What they do is make the kids suffer. Now this goes along with a part two. Joe Biden having some kind of town hall where he has on... This guy who says he's a woman, he actually says he's a girl. The story had broken last week, but I was in New York and I'm like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to know. It's a man, claims to be a woman, claims to be a girl and got invited to some town hall thing with the president where the president actually answered his question. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. You think what part is wrong? What part is wrong, Joe? I don't Joe? think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a mor- You don't think a state should have a right to say we don't allow the mutilation of children? Of course states should do this. Every state in the union should do this. It's just remarkable that they would have to. But here's Joe Biden. Progressive Joe a victim of the radicals around him, screaming about this, saying, no, you shouldn't have the right to stop a child from changing their gender. Sick, twisted, diseased. He cares about children? Maybe only so far as he can sniff them. This is madness. And we are right to stand up and say, that's disgusting. Because we are not alone. 80% of Americans, 
In a poll, to the extent that you want to believe in polling, Trafalgar Group with the Convention of States action, a thousand uh, likely uh, voters, they were they were asked the question: Do you believe underage minors should be required to wait until they are adults to use puberty blockers and undergo permanent sex change procedures? Seventy-eight point seven percent of all respondents respondents, which was Democrats, Republicans, and nonpartisan affiliations, said they should wait. That is correct. No child should be allowed to do this. I know, I know. I don't know your child. You think you can tell my child what to do? Uh, we tell kids what to do all the time. All the time. I know that my child is actually a girl and not a boy or a boy and not a girl. If this is what they want, I support them. I believe that's child abuse. And if we saw a parent hitting their child, we would say something about it. I have no idea why we think this is different. Well, we believe it to be different because we're told that we're somehow bigots and hateful if if we don't accept it. I don't accept it. America is with you and me and us and we. America is not down for this. America knows that this is wrong. The idea, the unbelievable explosion of, uh, you know, uh, children questioning their, their, their sex is, is social contagion, not actual. It gets attention. It gets people noticed. It makes them interesting. It's, it's, it's counterculture. It's not reality in any way shape or form it is abusive it's abusive to the child to make them think they could just get a surgery and all their problems will be fixed not true listen to the kids who have had who have detransitioned and the horrors they go through it's abusive to all those girls in sports who just want to compete and are told no You have to compete in some level of unfair field. You have to give up your spot because this boy has made a decision that they're a girl. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. And if you want a reason to vote on November 8th, you've got a president who doesn't believe in protecting kids. See, the people on the other side of this conversation believe they're the ones protecting kids. And then if I don't agree, that's why they commit suicide. That is not why they commit suicide. They're already having issues. They certainly need love and support. 1-800-273-8255 is the suicide prevention hotline. No matter what they scream, you got to keep standing up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Republicans have made it clear, at least they're being honest around this time, they're telling exactly what they want to do if they win. They're going to increase everyday costs. Democrats are making sure the biggest corporations begin to pay not their fair share, but at least a bigger share than they've been paying. 15% is not a fair share, but it's a bigger share. I love it when Joe Biden lets you know exactly where he's at. 15% corporate minimum tax, which is going to get passed on to the consumer. And Joe Biden just let you know it's not even enough. 
gosh. Man, that was a that was very Howard Dean. Not bad, Katz. Not, I've been working on my Howard Dean scream. That was not bad at all. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That was Joe Biden. He's speaking at the DNC headquarters as we speak. And, of course, we're following what's going on in St. Louis. So the problem is that the latest we have will not be the latest. And when there is an event like this shooting that took place at a St. Louis high school, uh, we'd like to take a moment and make sure that we've got all the data and information. The latest has a two dead, a staffer and a student, uh, and the shooter also dead, three people total. Uh, I'm waiting to get more information about whether or not that is final. Uh, whether or not they have identified people properly. This was the Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis, Missouri. It was uh, the tweet going out from uh, St. Louis Metro Police. Our department responded to an active shooting incident this morning at Central VP High School. A suspect was taken into custody. We are asking the public to please avoid the area of South Kings Highway from Southwest to Arsenal to the, the people who know this area and know uh, the scene until further notice. Uh, so we are um, going to follow, but really won't start breaking this down and getting into information until tomorrow because early information is rarely accurate. And in these situations, you don't want to deal with things that aren't accurate. You want to take the time. You want to uh, take a breath and make sure you have it right. But that is the latest. Of course, we're paying attention to it. I didn't want you to think that we didn't know it was happening. We're fully aware uh, that it's it's happening. But it's just, it's one of these things of, if, if you go down the road, you are, you are, I'm going to end up giving you improper information. I'm going to, that's going to happen because the information changes. There's There's this conversation and we've had it for, Quite a few years now. Do you want to be first or do you want to be right? I want to be right. I know people are desperate to be first. Absolutely desperate to be first. They 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 want the click. They want the excitement of that. Yeah, bless them. Bless their souls. Me, I, I, I want to be right. But there are some stories that I did want to get to that are stunning. Like, did you hear about the guy who flew his plane from Cuba to Miami? From Cuba to Miami, a 29-year-old, he's a crop duster in Cuba, and he is in this this Soviet-era biplane. I mean, that's still what they're doing, what they're utilizing. And touched down at some uh, transition airport, the Dade Collier Training and Transition Airport, just landed, and Miami uh, International Airport was like, hey, uh, that's not supposed to be there. The pilot had radioed. He was running low on fuel. He lands, gets out of the plane, takes a selfie. Honestly, some things are clearly universal. Now, I don't know what the future is for this guy. I I, I do not know how uh, they we now treat uh, Cuban refugees. I'm not sure how that works, but Cubans have been looking for a way out because of the shortages. 
the hurricane that took place there, the shortages uh, post-COVID. We saw some uprisings, and then you didn't see another mention of it on media again. It's like they didn't care. It's like the media didn't give a damn about the story. Her mother, or sorry, his mother, still in Cuba, authorities immediately came to her home because this guy uh, defected. She's like, "Uh, I didn't know about it. Those are decisions he made. I do not agree with them. I am from this country. I am an old lady set in my ways. But the youth make their own decisions and follow their path. Which is, of course, exactly what she's going to say for fear of what could happen to her or anybody else in the family if they knew about it. These people scream and yell about how awful America is, how terrible America is. People fly their Soviet-era crop dusters in order to be here. We are far better than they want to tell us. The border isn't far better. The border is in far worse shape. It was it was Bill Malugan, but I who who first put this out there. But I had gotten it from uh, from Griff Jenkins. You want to know how bad the border is? Because the numbers are in. The numbers are in. The total fiscal year 2022, because the fiscal year for the federal government goes October to September. I know, it's weird, but that's the way it works. The fiscal year budget, or the fiscal year budget, the fiscal year 2022, 2,378,944 migrant encounters. The month of September alone was 227,000. That was a record for Border Patrol. It's the highest number ever in history. According to Griff Jenkins, 20 arrests of, of known and suspected terrorists on the FBI list for a total of 98 in fiscal year 22. But as Bill Malugan points out, that does not include the Godaways. That's, that's a, a very fancy technical term for the people who got away. It's kind of incredible. Kind of incredible that that we have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who have gotten away, yet we are still at these record-breaking numbers. And in order to make sure that America got this story, you got this from Customs and Border Patrol dumped at 11 p.m. on Friday night. There's an expression called taking out the trash. And that expression is based on when you have um you 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 have news from the White House or from an agency that they're not proud of, that they don't want to be discussed. So what they do is they take it out with the trash. They dump the story on a Friday afternoon or a Friday evening. The Friday news is already set Right? The whole thing is already set. And then uh, you've got the weekend and people aren't really paying attention. The Sunday shows have already got their things booked. Monday comes, whole new news cycle. You dump the bad news out with the trash in hopes that people will not pay attention to it. That's what Border Patrol just did. That's what they did. They do not want you to know the horrors they've created at the border. 
And it's not like Joe Biden's going to talk about it. No, Joe Biden's still talking uh, to the Democratic Party. He's going to say this. That amount. There are tens of thousands of Americans with diabetes struggling to pay for the insulin and badly needed to stay alive and to stay healthy, including hundreds of thousands of young children with type 2 diabetes. But you know how much it costs to make that insulin? Ten. T-E-N dollars. Ten. It's outrageous. So we wanted to cap it for everyone, including not just those on Medicare, for everyone. That's Joe Biden reminding you that some people are making absolutely ungodly profits. Those big pharma. Uh, Never uh, lawyers. If you want to cap something, Joe Biden, I believe lawyers should be capped at $43 an hour. That's all they're allowed to charge. No more of this $250 an hour horse crap where only the rich get a good defense. No, $43 an hour. Why not? If you could have a cap on insulin and a cap on this and a cap on that, why not a cap on the lawyers? We talk about the border. The reason we don't solve the border problem is that none of these people come across the border and are get to be lawyers. How about this? 42% of all those who cross the border, they're given a law degree. There you go. Why? They're only good enough to mow our lawns? That's what Nancy Pelosi says. Who, who, if we don't have these people coming across, who will pick our crops? It's her words. She's the one saying it. Don't get angry with me. Ain't my fault that she is what she is. If you had people streaming across the border to become lawyers... They would do something about the border. But if it's just going to be to mow lawns and pick crops, well, that's good. We need that. You want to cap something, Joe? Cap the lawyers at $42 an hour. Let's, Let's see how that works. Maybe that will be helpful somehow. You scream, it only takes $10 to create the insulin. Can we discuss, and, and, I, and I don't have this information in front of me. Can we discuss how the inventions came? It takes 30 cents to make a pill for XYZ. No, that's the second pill. The first pill cost $10 billion. When I was in New York last week, I noticed as I'm driving through and taking an Uber in and out of the city, driving, you know, walking around all the things. The construction is everywhere. The amount of money being spent in New York City on the island of Manhattan right now is is beyond comprehension. And you walk through the city enough and you'll find a lot of buildings that say Trump right on them. World Tower, Trump this, Trump that, Trump the, Trumpity, Trump, Trump, Trump. It's everywhere. Oh, they hate Donald Trump. He's so terrible. He's so awful. The former mayor, Bill de Blasio. Oh, Trump is so terrible. Bill de Blasio has never done anything to help that city. And Trump has paid billions into that city. Who's more important? Who's more valuable? Joe Biden has never created anything except financial opportunity for his son using his name to get deals from Ukraine and China. Joe Biden has never actually created anything with his two hands. Donald Trump 
that despicable lowlife or whatever it is they say today built building after building after building. They excoriated him. You know, if he had just invested his money, he'd be worth more today. That's how terrible of a businessman he was. That terrible businessman created tens of thousands of jobs and created billions of dollars worth of taxable uh, property. Value. He created value. Maybe he did it for his own ego. Who cares? He created. Bill de Blasio created nothing. Joe Biden created nothing. They have never created anything tangible in their lives. They create zero value. You want to go after big pharma? It's just weird. Now, if you tell me, ask me what I think of Pfizer raising prices on COVID uh, vaccines that nobody has to pay for except the federal government and trying to push the idea of a second or a third booster, I'm laughing out loud. I'm laughing out loud. I'm not going to go down uh, there with them. I'm not going to be a part of that. Of course, people have a right to say, wait a second. You keep raising prices and we, the taxpayers, are paying you? This is nonsense. Screw you. It's a much different conversation. I see an issue in the marketplace. I go about creating a solution to that. And the federal government wants to tell me I'm making too much on it. Federal government can kiss off. I mean, that is the right answer. The the border is in massive disarray. And what does this government want to say to you? Oh, there's no problem. It's just people complaining. Everything's fine. You see, what we had to do is fix it from the old administration because they had broken it. No part of that is true. You see, pharma's making too much profit. No part of that is true. Only in the cabal relationship that you may have created with them. Not about insulin and not about a host of other things. You can argue that a price is too high. You can argue we should bring down prices by doing X, Y, and Z. You can make those arguments. What Joe Biden is engaged in is the full-on attack. The full-on attack. The attack on capitalism, the attack on free trade, the attack on markets. The attack on gas companies. How dare your gas prices be so high? Joe Biden never worked in the oil fields. Joe Biden never worked the refinery. Joe Biden wouldn't know what a refinery is if there was a sign in front of him that said, this is a refinery. But there he sits in front of his Democratic colleagues. They're still determined to repeal the entire Affordable Care Act. That means an end to the protections for tens of millions of people who can't afford health insurance because they have a pre-existing condition. Same stories, same subjects, nothing new. This is the message he's bringing to Democrats two weeks before the election. Oh, yeah, they're going to lose. Keep it right here, guys. I'm Tony Katz. 610 million dollars that's uh the powerball 610 million and i want you to know that when i win i am coming back to work mostly just to 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 laugh at people uh but but i am i am coming back that's 100 percent happening tony katz 
Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. Yeah, I, uh, to the extent that I would work a lot, no. But I don't think, I, I, I don't see giving up these conversations, right? The, I guess, I guess with the money, you could have the conversations in different ways. I guess. But I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to, I don't think I'd want to walk away from it. I think that'd be I think that'd be annoying, not be able to to wake up and be like, hey, listen to this. Is this not you know go through the whole thing? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I don't think I'd want that. So if I win, I'll be back. I'm just gonna drive a much nicer vehicle. That's gonna happen. Meanwhile, for those of you who are Colts fans. It's on. That story is coming up. This is Tony Katz today.